Hi, I'm Julie. And I'm Lisa. And you have tuned into Two Sober Chicks, the best podcast you've ever heard on recovery. Don't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> like, we're not going away. There are no commercials on this podcast. And it's free. It's free. Free to you. We do not charge a penny. So if you don't like it, just don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> just go fuck yourself. No, sorry. <laughs> that was not very spiritual. Lisa! And programming. You're usually so clean. <laughs> yes. I don't know why there's a fucking E on this podcast. Um, yeah, welcome to Two Sober Chicks. You can find us across many social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So look for us, the number two sober chicks. And uh, drop us an email, the number two sober chicks at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Tell us what you think of the show. Um, we read them all. We do. Sometimes Julie <laughs> was responds. It, was that a question? We do. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that had more of like a, oh, a surprise element to it. <laughs> no, that was an affirmative. Sometimes we, we will both respond, sometimes just one of us. That's right. You never know what you're going to get with us, but we, it's always going to be good. We had a whole cute conversation about that. Julie said, should should just one of us respond? Or I'm like, I don't fucking care. Lisa said, we are different people. And I went, we, <laughs> we are? are? <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> We have this little um, video chat called Marco Polo, and she did that over a Marco, and her, express- her expression and uh, her intonation in her voice cracked me up. That was a great response. Yeah. But um, yeah, so two sober chicks. What's our topic for today, Julie? Okay, so we were at our home group last night, Uh-oh. and someone that came to the meeting who is not from our home group, mm-hmm. I don't know who he is, um, I don't know why this irked me so much. And I shared this with my best friend and I'm like, did that bother you? And she said, no, that's just where he's at. Mm -hmm. I was so irked by it. So in a closed meeting, closed meetings, for those of you who may not know, are for those who have a desire to stop drinking. Right. Right? Yeah. Did you just not answer your question right there? But we identify. Continue. Right? So at our closed Mm -hmm. meeting, before you read or you share, like in many rooms across the world, you say, my name is Julie and I am an alcoholic, or my mm-hmm. name is Julie and I am an addict. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. That's how we know we're in our tribe. That's how it works. Newcomers, I get it. <laughs> well, sorry. Okay, so she's not liking where I'm going with this. <laughs> that was my little chihuahua telling my Might other chihuahua again. to back the fuck up. Yeah. So um, this person uh, would not identify And so when the book came around, you know, he will say his name is Joe Smith. Instead of saying, hey, I'm Joe, I'm an alcoholic, he said, Joe Smith, and he read. And I Mm -hmm. went, oh, he must be new. Like what I thought was, he's Mm -hmm. just not there yet. Right. Well, then he ended up sharing. Right. And this person is not that new. He's got under a year. He has a sponsor. He goes to both closed and open meetings. And he shared that Mm -hmm. he will not identify. And I got really upset because I thought, okay, so you want what we have. You're here but you're not like us. Mm-hmm. It ups, it, it like, I don't know. It, it really you. upset me because yeah. I feel like it's one thing to be a newcomer and have a lot of shame and humiliation and embarrassment mm-hmm. attached to it. As I certainly did. Those words came out of my mouth with a little bit of like blood and tears when yeah. I had to say it. Or to not be, um, not just willing, but not there yet. Not believing refusing to identify because you're like, oh no, once I say this, like, do you know when I was coming out, I didn't say I was gay for the first year. What did you say? Bisexual. Oh. 
Is that bridge easier? Because I wanted than, like, to just, just, just keep my door open, keeping okay. the options Did open. Did you feel like that was more acceptable Although for people? Although I slept with a man and I didn't like it. <laughs> It but was did, not, yes. Okay. It so was, you felt yeah. that was more acceptable than gay. Yeah. And because there was so, so much stigma attached to it because of my family, my upbringing, yeah. our religion, all that stuff. Ugh, I was like, well, I'll keep the door open. Then okay. I can, then if it's really hard, I can go back. Yeah. No fucking and way. You can say, well, I just didn't know what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah. It was a phase. No such thing. Anyway. But yes. And when I was a newcomer to Alcoholics Anonymous... Um, I, I just said, and Lisa pass mm-hmm. for the longest time. And then it was, I have a problem with drinking mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. And then when I finally said it, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. I haven't gone back. I haven't stopped saying it, but I don't know, Julie. I mean, I mean, for me, the dude's working the steps. Like he admits he I have, <laughs> yeah, no, he can't even get step one. <laughs> right. Um, it just no seemed to me like, get the fuck over yourself is what I wanted to say. Yeah. But what I said instead was I, I shared, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't a cross talk kind of a comment. And I said, this may be serendipitous that I'm sharing now, but I'm not commenting on anyone's share. This is what I was going to say anyways. Mm-hmm. But I talked about how for me, step one, I admitted it, but the acceptance only came when I did steps two to 12. Mm-hmm. And what helped me get to accepting was the fact that people in there could say, hey, I'm Lisa, I'm an alcoholic, as if they were like saying, hey, I'm Lisa and... I like chocolate. Right. It helped me get over how humiliating and embarrassed I was to say it myself. And I just... And it's my own thoughts and feelings, but I feel like as a newcomer, you can get away with that. But with a sponsor and going to all kinds of groups and doing the steps and knowing the vernacular and being familiar with the book... It's like, what's the problem here, dude? Mm -hmm. Don't, what I wanted to say was, oh, you want what we have, but you don't want to be like us? Get out of here. And I'm telling you, this is a very rare moment for me. So obviously there's something going on. I have to figure out why I'm so upset by that. But tradition three does state the only requirement is a desire to stop drinking. It doesn't say the only requirement is to stand up and say, hi, my name's Joe. I'm an alcoholic. That's not the requirement. That's true. The requirement is a desire to stop drinking because I think they know the these people who founded this program knew how hard that was going to be for us in the beginning. Yeah. And you know what? In the beginning for you and I might be the first three months of the program, but for some other people, it might be the first three years. Mm-hmm. It depends on who you're working with, um, how you're working the program. Are you actually doing the steps? I was blown away when somebody told me they'd been in the program for three years and they'd never read the first 164 pages of the big book, mm-hmm. which is where the how-to part of this program of yeah. recovery is contained. They had gone through the 12 and 12 with their sponsor, which touches, it goes on the steps. But for me, everything is in the first 164 pages of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. It, it's where you learn about that this is a disease that it is about yes. um, mind and body. It affects us mind and body and yes. soul. Um, you learn about the problem. You learn about the solution. You learn how to identify. To be able to take that first step, you have to identify and go, yeah, I drank like that. Yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah, I do that. 
um, pages 60 to 62, yeah, I'm that actor who wants to control everything and everyone around me. And if only people would behave the way I wanted them to, everything would be all right. And I wouldn't drink this way. Um, again, I do this. You need to learn how to pull me in. <laughs> what? Rein me in. No. I got, I got, I got off topic. No, I think that's totally in topic. <laughs> so, um, I forget where so I was So clearly going. he's in denial because if he's coming to meetings, he identifies, he works the steps and he's got a sponsor. Does that yeah. not make you an alcoholic? Here's another thing. Maybe he's a drug addict. He's not. Oh, he said that? Okay. Yeah. He talked a little bit about his okay. journey. Because one of the other things I, I have known are some people who say, I went to NA, I went to CA, I went here, mm-hmm. and none of those things had what I feel I've found in Alcoholics Anonymous, mm-hmm. which is kind of like the birthplace for all those other 12-step programs. Yeah. So they come to AA. But... That's not their first identifying factor. Yeah. They're a, they're a drug addict, but because of the singleness of purpose that we talk about in Alcoholics Anonymous, they don't feel comfortable just saying, I'm an addict, or, you know, they have to say, I'm an alcoholic. Um, so I thought maybe that's why he might not be saying it. Yeah. And I've also heard the reverse, like people that are addicts always coming to AA and then all of a sudden going to NA or CA and going, oh, this is where my people have been hiding out. Yeah. Because they are different. There's a different feel and a different energy to each of the A's, mm-hmm. whether it's M-A, N-A, C-A, O-A, whatever it is. Yeah. O-A. 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 <laughs> series O-A. Yes. That's a whole other topic. Talk about being off topic. Are yeah. you liking that show? I love OA, but I did not enjoy that last season finale episode of season two. Yeah. Did the, not. The first one. I was like, no, you guys. Blew me away and had me in tears and emotional yes. ups and downs. Yes. And it was fucking amazing. It really was. The second was. one, I was like, that's a cool show. Yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah, but it wasn't the same feeling. No. So I'm hoping they can pull it out. I'm hoping they can pull it back in season three. Yeah. But we digress. Yes. So, so clearly th- I have issues that I need to work on is basically the conclusion of this share. Live and let live. Yeah. Have Which you I'm... talked to your sponsor about this? No. Well, maybe that's what you should do. It's not at the point where I'm, I have like this resentment You're not gonna or drink it's over not, it. no, it's not ruining my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am aware of why and can't I just be like, he's, in, he is where he, he, he is. is. Where he is. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't, really. And, and for a newcomer that's in the room, they probably <gasps> look around the room. There it is. There were two people in that room that had never been to a meeting before. Okay, I, I just found the route. Okay. And they were younger yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. And I remember being, really, that's our fucking example. But... However, is is he the example? Well, we all are the example. Yeah. And those two guys may have been thinking, well, I can come here if some guy like that who doesn't really know... Yeah. is allowed here mm-hmm. so okay i see what's going on and was he happy this is like a therapy free? session for me well you're welcome was That'll he happy joyous and free absolutely not that man was not happy joyous and free <laughs> so not even sort of so you know like i i asked somebody to be my sponsor because they had what i wanted which yeah. was happy joyous and free yeah they were able to live life on life's terms even when life was shitty and my sponsors had some shit and he stayed sober mm-hmm. through all that. And he drank like I drank. We get each other. We, we had fucked up lives. And, um, and I wanted what he had. But if he had said, yeah, <laughs> my name's Luke. 
and stop there, yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, everybody else goes around the room and identifies. I don't think I want what that guy has. Yeah. So don't worry about it. I will not worry about it. Yeah. Believe in your power greater. Those newcomers will be led to the right, yeah. the right solution. Yeah. And that's okay. And pray for that guy. Well, I'm not there yet, but oh yes, I you will are. get there. <laughs> I will pray for whatever his name was, Joe Smith. I actually know his name because he said it like several times. <laughs> Instead yeah. of the alcoholic. Yeah. Look at me being all judgy. <laughs> What's going on with me? That's funny. This is never you. Well, no. Okay, that's not true. So we we have our moments for sure. We do have our moments. Yeah. And sometimes I revel in the fact that you can be judgy, like and me. me. <laughs> then I don't feel so bad. It's like, oh, look, she's human too. It's like when my wife first saw you without makeup. That was when you were really allowed to stay in our home. She's like, oh, that story thank God. makes me laugh. I thought she was perfect. I'm like, no laugh. one is perfect, babe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, you guys can continue on then. Yeah. That moment. We'll of leave the door open and female jealousy. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. All right, so you talked about that guy. Is that it for this I one? think so. Okay. Is there anything you want to tack on to that? Mm-hmm. I can say that people, there have been times in meetings where people have bothered me too, but it's usually about the, and I think we just talked about this not long ago, it's about the way they share. Yeah. Like it really irritates me when someone, especially with someone with 15 years, 20 years of sobriety comes and shares about some horrible experience that they've just had, and then they leave that hanging out there. How the fuck is that helping a newcomer? Yeah. I mean, my whole job as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous after I recover is to carry the message to help the next person recover. Yeah. And I am doing them a disservice if I come in and just dump my shit on the floor and go, there, that's me. (laughs) Take a big smelly dump and then just walk right out of the room. (laughs) At so many years of sobriety. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, what about those... 12 steps. <laughs> How about you incorporate that into your share? <laughs> you fuck nut. Anyway. It was like the time I was at a meeting and a long timer talked about how they had assaulted someone and were very proud that they were actually admitting it in the meeting, but didn't, didn't talk about guilt or responsibility or their part or why they were wrong. It was more like, yeah, I did that. And look at me. I'm so great that I'm admitting it. And I was like, holy shit, that was horrible. <laughs> like, that was horrible. Yeah. But, you know. Hopefully the next time they share about that, there'll be a, a part two yes. of that story. Yeah. I mean, I look back in my first um, couple of years in Toronto, in early sobriety, in my first year of sobriety, because I got sober out on the East Coast first. Um and the fucking shares that I did, which is probably why those type of shares irritate me now, because I was one of those sharers. It was just self-pity, misery, bitterness, mm-hmm. resentment. And I didn't have a sponsor at the time who, I had a sponsor, but they weren't the type to say, uh, Lisa? <laughs> Can I talk to you for a minute yeah, over here? Don't do that again. Yeah. If you're going to open your mouth with that shit coming out, you do that in private with me and me only. And I'm going to tell you what pages of the big book you need to read to find your solution. And then you can share that at the meeting. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking share that shit. Like, that's how I do it with my sponsee. I was so proud of my sponsee last night. That's wrong. I should not have pride. But I did. Forgive 
not wrong. Well, it's not my job. I mean, I didn't... Anyway, I was proud of her because of... I know where she came from. Mm -hmm. And to see her almost almost every time at the end of a meeting, there's a newcomer. And she's talking to a newcomer. And that is like... That my sponsor taught me, that's what you do. If you see a newcomer get a chip, you make sure you go up. Even if there's been a speaker who was absolutely amazing, you go find that newcomer first. And you congratulate that newcomer. I love that. And I love that uh, this person does that. And they they seek out a newcomer and they talk to the newcomer and they're always surrounded by those people. You do not have to sign up for a service position. Go to a meeting and look at the door and see who walks in and go say hi. Yeah. And, um... There was somebody else. Oh, somebody else. Another sponsee of this person came to me and said, she is such a godsend to me. Oh. I was like, oh. So nice. She's come so far. (laughs) So amazing. That's how it works. And uh, I'll leave you with this today. Um, If you're at an AA meeting, why don't you be a sniffer? (laughs) Okay. I'm reading the Joe McHugh book. Like sniffing out a newcomer? Yeah, The Steps We Took. And it talked about in the beginning at Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, the wives of the drunks, the men, the alcoholic men, used to be the greeters at the door and they would sniff. They would do the sniff test, all the no new people coming way. in and then go to their husbands. That one's drinking. That one smells like alcohol. And then the husbands would go over and step one to them right then and there. No way. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, what I learned at our group is um, I used to think, all kinds of people were relapsing or coming in drunk mm-hmm. until I clued into the fact that there's a Purell dispenser like right by the front door and people were just sanitizing their hands. And I'm like, <laughs> whew, that one's fresh. <laughs> smells exactly like vodka. Oh, I So I kept know. thinking, yeah. what's going on with this group? It was the same thing in the treatment center that I volunteer at. Mm. Like the first little while, I just thought people were drinking on the sly, but they were just wow. using Purell before they came into the room. Well, which, some people do drink Purell. I was so. just going to say, which, <laughs> and in hospitals and treatment centers, yes. it's not uncommon Yeah, for people that are desperate to I drink know. that hand sanitizer. Which surprises me that they have that there, but... Yeah. At the I same guess. time, it's not kindergarten. Yeah. Right? If there's a desire, you will find a way to drink. We all know that. <laughs> it mouthwash, like whatever it is, you yeah. will find a vanilla extract. Yeah. Hopefully we're not giving you any suggestions. <laughs> Tips and tricks. <laughs> These are all things I heard in AA Can't meetings. get to the liquor store? Here's some suggestions <laughs> for you. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> oh, please don't tell people you learned it from us. <laughs> oh. You can use anything for the forces of good or evil. That's true. Stay away from that vanilla extract, that demon vanilla extract. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm tired. We're done. Yep. Okay. It's been a good session, though. Thanks for uh, ramming a few out with me. <laughs> I will ram dirty. you anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but um, boom. <laughs> I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And we are two sober chicks. Until next time, happy 24.